Chiefs of Manchester United. What a turnaround at the Emirates. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist Podcast. Please help by subscribing and check out footballpurist.com. Welcome to a post-match Monday night football edition of a purely Arsenal podcast. I've got Neil Shah with me. How are you doing, Neil? Yeah, not too bad. Even better with Arsenal, but there you go. Yeah, mate, it doesn't get... Uh, it's, uh, it's up and down. It's going to be a horrible season. I can feel it already. Um, it's yeah. the same old, same old, isn't it? Um, horrible Monday night. Two weeks we waited for that. Two bloody weeks. Anthony Palm. Also, we are doing that. Chief editor. Chief. Uh, I'm hanging in there. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Uh, thanks for having me on again. Uh, Neil, hope you're feeling better. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Glad, glad to have you on. I know it's it's super early for you and super super late for me, so it's one of those uh, one of those compromised type yeah. situations here. Yeah, I think, it is yeah, indeed. I think this time only suits me, so you two deserve all the credit, so I appreciate you both. Um, well, let's get into it. I, I, I know Neil doesn't like the lineup questions, and I think a lot of it is um, stuff, stuff that he will repeat. So let's hear from you on the lineup, Anthony. I personally said um, before the game, me, James, Neil, we talk about the lineup of Mark Michael as well. I, I thought there were certain things Emery just wasn't going to do. And I thought maybe there was a couple of things he could do. The two places I was really hoping to see him change was one, Willock. I thought Willock should start, and he did that. The other was Tierney, and he didn't do that. What other issues, or did you did you have any other issues with the lineup, Anthony? I mean, there's quite a lot, I think. Yeah, I mean, Tierney was the big one where I was, was really excited to check the lineup, and then seeing Kalasnach in, and um, you know, a little disappointed with that. I don't know. You know, obviously we don't know, you know, the actual fitness of, of uh, Tierney. So I'm hoping that he's good to go soon. But uh, that, was, that was my big disappointment. Obviously, all three of us are going to have yeah, – I'm sure Granite Jack is going to have his own segment on the show every week. So I'm not even going to bring him up with the, regards to the lineup. But, um, I mean, I was glad Willock started. I'm glad Saka started. <sighs> it's one of those things where I, I want to see Torreira start. But we just know Jack is going to start. So where does he fit in? Because you don't want to take Gunduzi out either. So I don't really know. I mean, I'm happy with uh, Chambers at right back for now. Obviously, Bayerin is going to be our, you know, our our first uh, pick at that spot. But for now, I actually thought Chambers had a pretty good uh, match. Obviously, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but Socrates is the one that he's just driving me mad lately. I, I would have loved to have seen holding in. Um, I don't know if he's you know ready to go. Uh, for Premier League start either yet, but I, I was really hoping him and Tierney would be good to go today. And um, yeah, I mean, other than that, what else can you really do with, with this lineup with the injuries that we have? Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. What, what do you guys think? Um, well, I agree with a lot of that. It's like you said, it's really hard to judge. Like, we don't know the ins and outs of the fitness, but Tierney certainly looks ready. So, and he, there's been no mention of injury. I mean, Emery came out today and said he's you know expected to start on Thursday. So presumably he just doesn't think he's ready. Maybe it's after the two-week layoff of not playing a game and, and he thinks maybe he needs to ease him back in for a week or something like that. But Tierney certainly looks ready. What I just find baffling, Neil, and obviously I'm going to get your thoughts overall on, on the game, is we've played four away games this season. We've won one of them with a mismatched team. Um, Chambers at centre-back, Nelson played, Willock played. Probably 
we won that game, it was probably our best overall away performance as well. Um, other than that, I think we've been toothless away from home. You know, I thought we were poor at Liverpool. We were poor at Manchester United, shocking against Watford, and then terribly poor today. After two weeks, Neil, of working with the team, this is what I don't get. How can you go ahead and just make one change? Like that—that that means he's—he's he's looking at it thinking there isn't massive issues. There's been huge issues, Neil, with the way we've played, not just the results, not the fact we haven't just won. Well, there have been huge issues with the way we've been playing, specifically away from home. And, and he's not changing it. And that's the real concern with this manager, isn't it? He's not actually seeing the problem. He seems like a point away from home to him seems a success. And he plays like that. Um, thoughts, Neil, today. Two weeks we waited for that absolute dross. Oh, it's so difficult to get um, excited anymore about Arsenal, I think, when we're especially away from home, because you know it's almost put on a platter, predictable platter, that you know what he's going to do. I just thought um, maybe after two weeks, we might see the likes of Tierney and even Holding. And I agree with Anthony. I, I, I think um, defensively, we've got to start there. Uh, Klasinac I just don't think he's made up for that role we've mentioned it before um, Tierney but we've seen him in office so much and I'm sorry if he was on the bench in my in my book he's ready Lacazette's different case he's just come back from that injury so I can understand why he starts on the bench and you don't want to rush him in too quickly especially from uh, uh, away away from home and against a team like Sheffield United who, who are going to be strong and physical and come at you Um uh, from a physical point of view, so I I I I, I get that, but Tierney for me is ready, so he's far better than Kolasinac in my opinion. I'm sure you boys agree. He came and, out. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. Carry on, but he, he came out and said Kolasinac has done nothing wrong to be dropped. That's what Emery came out and said. Okay. Um, well, what has he game. done? But what has he done? That's right. Yeah. There you go. Right. There you go. And this is my issue. What, Carry what, on. What? What? So, the, so, the, so there you go. The, you know, he would have offered so much more trying to go. You know, speed down that wing and and and, and link up with with the front lineup. I didn't see any link up again with the front lineup. The way that he he, he insists on playing Xhaka. Now, if he's if he's so keen on Xhaka, and I think you said something, Jack, on on WhatsApp while the game was going on. If he's so keen on Jacka, why is he substituting him at half time? He's our captain. Um or not half time, whenever. Was it half time you substituted? I think it was half time. No, wasn't it? Jack it was, was a bit off. Yeah, oh sorry. Oh, okay. sorry. Was it sixty oh, something like that? Okay, yeah. okay, all right, okay. Part way through the game, uh, in the second half. All right, fair enough. But um it, it just doesn't make any sense. He it just appears to be again, we we described this before as well, that when he's playing in the premiership his approach is so flat, it's so conservative, it's so careful. And I think I now agree with you, Jack. I think it's cowardly. He's so scared to do anything enterprising in the premiership that he feels like he's going to get bitten on the backside. Well, mate, you played conservative and you still got bitten on the backside. We lost 1-0 to Sheffield United. You were playing League Two a couple of seasons ago. Well, I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, all right, look, don't get me wrong. They've done really well. They, they've, they've got a good outfit. They were... They they came out um, very uh, well set up, I think, in defence, and we we couldn't break through because we just couldn't break the ranks going forward. We didn't have a clue. But then again, if we'd had the person, a couple of other different players playing, we could have had that link up uh, with midfield and, and and the forward lineup. I just didn't see it again because of the way 
he sets the midfield up. It's just, you know, Guendouzi, I love him. I think he's a great player, but playing him with Xhaka, it just doesn't seem to work for me. And we've always said it. We we want to see Torreira, Guendouzi and 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 maybe someone like Ceballos playing or 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 but just not Xhaka. Xhaka just for me is not the answer. Um, Socrates, I think Anthony mentioned it. Why are we not playing holding? I think holding is ready. Um, and the only one where I can understand where may, he might not be ready is Bellerin because um, I, I'm not quite sure how his fitness levels are. Yeah, that's a but nasty got Chambers, too. But, 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 but yeah, but we've got Chambers who's, I think, doing a great job. But he again, Chambers, I feel that like we were relying on Chambers too much. We've got a forward lineup of um, Pepe, Aubameyang, we had Saka on, um, and then Lacazette later on. But I just found you know, Chambers being isolated and him being isolated. You can't do that. You know, you've got a great forward lineup there to, to, to help him through going, you know, with those attacks. And I don't think it was his fault, but we just had, we, we had nothing, nothing at all up front. Only um, after they, they scored, we, we started playing a little bit. And towards the end, we were creating a few things. I know Pepe had a great chance with that amazing counter attack, which unfortunately didn't lead to a goal, but Again, it just looked dross. It just looked flat. It looked devoid of anything creative. Um, and if we can't do it against Sheffield United, then I'm sorry, we're going to struggle. I think you're right, Jack. We're going to struggle for most of our away games this season um, in, if, because we just, we just, Emery just refuses, whether it's stubbornness or whether it's he's trying to prove a point, uh, to, to do anything a little bit more, um, you know, uh, I don't know, gung ho and 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 try and invent something which 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 could see our style of play change. And I don't even know what our style of play is. We just don't seem to have an identity anymore, Jack. It, it was I, I don't know what to say. I, I'm full of just waffling on, and I don't know what to say. It was rubbish to watch. Yeah, it's just absolutely not, rubbish to watch. Football, mate. I mean, people saying you know we're spoil and things like that. You know, when we're after after wearing an area, but I'm I'm just watching it, and I felt the problem we've got is. Is there any evidence, Anthony, do you think? I know we think, you know, we, we focus so much on the lineup because the manager's not doing his job, basically, let's face it. Um, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't talk about the lineup if there was a cohesive um, philosophy to our play, right? But it's so off the cuff. There's so much disconnect between midfield and attack and central defence that their goal epitomised the disconnect, to be honest. It was a schoolboy goal. Um, is there any real evidence? Under this manager, I think we're playing worse football than last season under him, to be honest. But is there any real evidence under this manager that these individuals are going to improve us in terms of the way we collectively play, Anthony? You mean like the players that are going to come in? Yeah, I mean, they're better players. I'm not, not, I agree with you. They're better players, but is that, is, 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 is it just an excuse? I mean, he's not going to have a fully fit side all the time, is he? The thing is, I think the key is. What I said earlier is that Granit Xhaka is not ever going to get dropped until he gets his, his next his next foul, his next card is going to get him suspended. That's the only way he gets dropped out of the squad. I was begging he got and, booked and, today for the stupid challenge he made on the 20th minute or I was, whatever it was. I, 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 I don't want to root for our own players to get carded, but I wouldn't have been the, the most upset I'll forgive fan. you. I'll forgive you. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, like you said, there's a disconnect with this midfield. So I don't really know how much of a difference... I think Tierney will make a huge difference, um, just you know, running a supply line off that left left side. But if if everything is just disconnected, you know, because again, the midfield it just doesn't make any sense. Do we Mesut Ozil aside? Because that's a whole different conversation. Do we have an actual number ten in the squad? 
Well, he doesn't really like playing with one. There's no evidence that he's ever liked playing with so one. So then why are we lining up with a player in that position? <laughs> well, you know that's, I mean? that's, why are we like a 4-4-2? Four, four, like, I, I feel like he's, he's playing like... I, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. The the lineups, you know, the positioning. He wants to he wants to be a counterattacking team, but then I feel like his kind of formations don't really fit that sometimes. I don't know. Well, there was a little bit of evidence today, Anthony, that we you know, Neil just touched on it. I mean that was a that was a fantastic move and and let's touch on a few positives because I mean otherwise we are all gonna drive ourselves crazy. Um we have to find something, don't we, just to keep ourselves going. But I thought Pepe, and I don't think I'm overestimating it, in comparison to the absolute drab that was the other 10 players on the pitch, in, in fairness, I thought Pepe was fantastic. I, I thought, thought Pepe was excellent as well. I, I was so upset that he couldn't, for him, that he couldn't finish that ball. Yeah, it was a, ba- um, it was just a bad because, finish, but it was fantastic yeah. beforehand, wasn't it? Well, he's starting to move yeah. on. Yeah, oh, it was fantastic. But, and yeah, that was no, the first was thing, time he did that, Neil. I mean, he, you know, I thought a lot, I'm re-watching it now, and I think he just had, he's so good at getting out of tight spaces. He's so, a little nutmeg he did on, on just on a half-time whistle where a little he nutmeg gave to Aubameyang. kind of moves today, too, that I really Yeah, he, he's, he's going to be, I mean, we, I've criticised him. I thought I was very critical of him after United, not for his ability, but for his application. But he's going to be a fantastic player. I think, Anthony. Um, mm. That was a real positive, though, isn't it, Anthony? I think other than the Liverpool game, um, there's been question marks over Pepe in terms of his overall performance. I thought he was decent against Burnley at home as well when he came on, to be honest. But um, Yeah, I'm but, trying not to be too harsh on him. There's a lot of people getting like way ahead of themselves with, with, with judging him. And I know he needs to have more of an end result uh, you know, over the long haul. But, I mean, like we just got... I know we paid a lot of money for him, but... I mean, it, it happens. Sometimes people just need to acclimate. And it's not like, I, I don't know. He, mm. It's one of those things where, like, yes, if he'd finished that ball, we might have been able to eke out a point. But how do we know? And even if we got a point, is that even really enough? We we really should have came away with three points today. We got nothing. So um, I, I, it's not just it's not it's not it's not just the points, Anthony. It's the way we play. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm it's, that's it, what I'm it, saying it, is that it's. It, 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 I would. I don't even know if I would have been content with a point today. I mean, it's. Emery plays for it though, doesn't he? I mean, he would have been. I think he would have come away, rel- you know, pretty pleased with himself from a point, probably even from the start of the game. And and, and the reason we say that. Is because Neil the way he sets himself up from the start of the game. I mean, this was no different from United, really, in the sense that we didn't, like you said, we didn't start playing until until they scored. Um, Neil, um, want your thoughts as well, like Anthony, um, on Pepe, but also on the two penalty shouts in the first half. I thought mm, personally, mm. but I want your opinion on it. But I thought it was a penalty on Socrates in the sixth minute, which a lot of people have forgotten. I thought it was a pull on the shirt, and that's that's a pen, and I don't really understand the point in VAR if it's not going to clear those things up and then for for Saka I think it's uh, ludicrous to give him a yellow card for a dive Um, absolutely baffling Um, but I find it a tough one to call to be honest but what's your thoughts Um, Pepe yeah I I think uh, you're right I think it's the best we've seen him play since these uh, 
his, his debut was it the debut against Liverpool? Uh, yeah, Liverpool? no, I'm sorry, it's um, was who was our first game of the season? No, he came on against Newcastle for about 20 he did minutes. Against Newcastle, yeah. he did, yeah, sorry, okay, so debut, okay, his his his, his first, um, I think, full was I can't remember where he yes, started, he did, but anyway, he did, well, he did, yeah. yeah, so his first full game. So, I think from, from when, we, when we look at it from that point of view, I think it's the best he's played since then. I, I agree with you, Jack. I thought I saw a lot of um what we thought we were going to see right from the off after what we saw uh, him do against Liverpool. And uh, um, it was that's encouraging. I did say when we were speaking on WhatsApp, I thought that was one encouraging and, and, and a bit of light for us in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if there was any positives, it was him. And may like he, he, he continue long and hard. And, and you've got to remember, you know, this price tag is, 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 is always an issue. It can be a massive issue for some, some, some players. I remember what happened to Andy Carroll. He was doing so well and then he had that stupid price tag and I think it I think that affected him and he's always come out and said that I mean sometimes it could be used as an excuse as well but if we'd bought Pepe for I don't know 15 million we wouldn't be talking having these conversations would we um, it's, 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 it's one of those where I think we have to give him time we get, a lot of our greatest players that we always talk about as our top five players ever for Arsenal they took time to, to, to you know really stamp their authority and their mark on the game and I think we just need need to just be patient with him I think he's going to be a, a great player for us and I recall there was one moment even in, in from a defensive standpoint where we haven't seen much of that because a lot of people were saying oh he's very Ozil-like and um, you know it, it, it's only when things are going well for him uh, or well for the team and, 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 and that's when we'll see the, the good in him but I think there was one moment where he did a really good piece of defending that really stood out for me. He tracked back and, and he got the ball, got ball off the plane. I can't remember exactly when it was, but I thought, wow, that's what we want to see and that's what he's capable of doing. A little bit of like, like what Lacazette does, I thought, um, when I saw that. So that was a good good thing and a good positive. Um, the penalties, yeah. Now, I slightly disagree with you, Jack. I even think there was a quite slight clip on Saka. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michael but, said the same but, thing, and I, I just can't see it clearly. Maybe my eyes aren't good enough. But, but on, by the letter of the law, fair enough, if it was more of a, at, at the very least, if it was a coming yeah. together of bodies, which that clearly was, was yeah. then then it should have just been a coming together of bodies. There should have been no penalty, but at the same time, there should be no yellow card. And I'm sorry, that's, that's it. There is no other further discussion on mm-hmm. that. With the Socrates one, that was clearly a shirt pull and that was a definite penalty because wasn't David Lewis uh, penalised and a penalty given against him for doing a shirt pull? And I don't even think that was as aggressive yeah, as the one that was done point. on Socrates. So I'm sorry, that was a penalty. And who knows, if we'd got that, it could have changed the dynamic of the game. And it's all ifs, ifs and buts and I'm still not going to make excuses for the way we played. But if we'd been given that penalty, if it was converted and we got the goal, it could have been a different ball game. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those, isn't it, that where it's all hindsight now and it's all buried and, 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 and you know water under the bridge. But at the end of the day, that was a clear penalty. Was it reviewed the David Luiz one against Salah, or was it noticed by the ref? I presume it was noticed by the ref. I think it was just given yeah. straight off. See, that's the issue with VAR. See, I, I mean, a lot of people go mental about it. it's been terrible, isn't it? This weekend, uh, VAR have called so many bad, bad decisions, reviewed them, and. Called them still, um, 
but I think um, it's it's not VAR. It's the interpretation for me. It's, it's the way it's it's the way it's conducted. It just doesn't make any sense. What's the point in reviewing things if you're going to see it clear as day and go? Well, I'm not not going to call it anyway. Don't review it then. Just say I'm not going to review those things. There's no point in doing it. By Absolutely. reviewing it, you're creating the problem, aren't you? Either you review it and be willing to change it. The the perfect example was this one and the Socrates one and then the Vatonian one as well, right? The Vatonian one. Mm. It was just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it's the clearest penalty you'll see. They reviewed it. They must have all said, mate, it's a penalty, And but we're not going to go against you. And the ref went, all right, carry on, play on. And I'm like, this, what, what is it? It's just, it's brainless. It's completely brain. It's backward thinking for football. Better, better off without Yeah, it. If, exactly. If it's going to be, because at the end of the day, all it's doing is it's stopping the game and stopping the momentum. Yeah. And there's like, if it's, if it's not being used properly, then there's no point yeah, having it's it. It's such a What's simple thing though, Neil. It's so simple to use it properly. These decisions are clear. I think the Saka one's a grey area, but, you know, and, yeah. and the grey area ones you can take, you go, okay, you know, we didn't get that one or whatever. Um, I wouldn't say, mm. but they, some of them are not, you know, clear as day. And Night yeah, and day. it's just ridiculous. Yeah. What's your thoughts on the two penalties, Anthony? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, the Socrates one, I mean, it, it's clearly a shirt tug, but I mean, it is what it is at this point. The, the, the card to Saka, it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, even Alan Smith is like, I, I don't know. I, I just he like he booked him without even thinking about it. He didn't even look at it. Mm. And so mm. I, I think that it again, like you said, you know, I think it's just, you know, bodies all clashing together. I don't think there's really any you know, anything wrong with that. It's just comp- you know, competitive players being competitive and the fact that he booked him so instantaneously I, I thought was a little a little yeah, wrong. That was the but thing. what are you gonna yeah. do at this point? Well, the problem is if they're going to start doing that, right? I mean, Tottenham players will never play a game because I mean, they—they—they. They, they, not, I'm not just saying it, but they dive all the time, and they—they they, what they do is they just say no. I mean, how many times has Harry Kane done that? And they've just said no oh, penalty. Well, they've said yep. penalty, but if they've said no penalty, I've never—I I don't think I've ever seen him booked for it. I've never seen him booked for the dive. They just I can't play it. And I'm like, now you've got to be consistent because now we're going to go, well, you did this and they're not. That's the problem. They're not consistent. You're never going to see Mike Dean retract anything, are you? Um, no. Can't even retract his chin, the amount he's got of them. So, um, but he's, um, he's a, I thought it was ridiculous. Um, so I agree. With you. I think we were harshly done by on the pens and I think it's fair to say that. But overall, again, in the first half, I thought we were really poor um, other than the chance that Neil mentioned with, the, with, with Pepe. Uh, we had a great shot from Xhaka in fairness in, right at the end of the first half, which was tipped over. But their goal, um, Neil, let, let's touch on their goal. Oh, I mean, darn. where do you place the blame? I, I mean, collectively, defensively, it's awful. What are we doing in training? I mean, it's just, we, you know, we would have lambasted Wenger's teams in the last year. We saw stuff like this, didn't we? There's been no appro- improvement defensively, has there? We've defensively all over the place. We're a plus one goal difference after eight games. I don't think we've ever been that under Wenger. I might be wrong, but... I don't think we've ever been that under winger. We were always free flowing and scoring to a certain degree, at least at home. And um, but I thought it was terrible defending nil. Oh, the player was unmarked next to the goalkeeper. I mean, completely unmarked. I'm watching the goal how right now. You, it's <laughs> how can you how can you give him so much space? It's it's it's. They must be laughing. Oh my god! Look up the space I'm in. Not one defender picked him mm. up. Not one. Whether or whether they did pick him up, and they didn't think he was a problem because he was standing next to Leno and thought, "Oh, Leno will do with him." No, you, you, you don't do that. 
I mean, it's you know, I've never played football at any great level, and I, even I know that you've got to make sure that you're 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 marking these players. And I, I sorry, for me, it's the the hold of any one of those defenders should have and could have picked him up and thought we're we're giving that guy too much space. You know, be careful, watch him. If we if we'd had like a leader leader leadership or a leader like character in that setup, they'd have said, "Oi, go and mark him. What are you doing? He's he's, he's free." It's just not. It's just not acceptable. Sorry, Jack. That that is diabolical defending. And even the pundits, I was when I was watching it on Sky Sports, were saying that's ridiculous. It's the same old, same old. Defensively, we are so so inept at most things. I think, and and this is why I'm sh- I'm crying for players like Holding and Tierney to come back and 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 or to come into the fray and, and start these senior games, but. Emery's just not doing it and I don't understand his mentality they are far better players than what we've got in the senior team I'm sorry I'm sorry Socrates it's not for me and 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 Kolasinac not for me we've got two players waiting in the wings to come in and do their thing and we're not Emery's not ha- having it and I don't understand why I thought he would wait until after the international break and this is the two week thing you were talking about Jack. we waited two weeks for this same old, same old. Yeah. No change. No, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I just can't. And even Shaka, I think, had a part to play in that. Of course, he, he did. As captain, as, as captain, he could have. He should have been in there. And he, if, if no, none of the defenders were going to take responsibility. He should have. And what did he do? Nothing. He, he, he puts his hand up. The second the goal mm-hmm. goes in, he just puts his hand up. Oh, I don't he, know he's, he's looking for an that. offside, even though he's standing ahead of of the player. I don't know if he's well, yelling at. at he, it looks like he's because I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It looks like he's looking at Dav, David Luiz. Who I don't know no, what he's it, doing either. He's but, very, he's very yeah. Anthony. He's very good at pointing yeah, the blame. Of course, it's, 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 yeah. but I'm looking at it now. I'm going to do my little Gary Neville analysis. Right, I've got them all circled on my screen now. Right, you got Bamiyang covering for front post. Right, that's fine. That's fine. This is this is stuff we learn in schoolboy football. Right, this is front post. Xhaka is basically Xhaka, Luis, and Kalashnik are just covering zones. They've got no player. They're just covering zones. I don't know what Kalashnik does. He walks from one side of the penalty spot to the other as the corner's taken pointless. Xhaka, right, I don't think anyone realises that Leno isn't a defender. So as soon as the goal, the corner happens and it goes away from the goalkeeper, that, that player is free. What every top team does there is put a defender right beside him because you're not protecting our goalkeeper one bit. You've, you've, you've let this player try to bully Leno, right, and you've just left him. Luis has left him. Xhaka's left him, right? They should be planting their body in between Leno and that Musset player, right? That is ridiculous that they're not doing that. The ball gets played in, and it's a key thing that we've said all season, where defenders don't trust other players to do their jobs. The ball goes over Luis's head, and Luis, for some reason, even though it's 50 foot over his bloody giant beehive, decides to jog backwards and attempt to header it when he's no way near it. He's never going to get to it. So that takes him completely out of the middle of the six-yard box. Ball-watching. Xhaka, again, just literally doesn't move. Just turns round, ball-watches again. The player just falls off Leno and tapping. I mean, it's absolutely 
absolutely children-like. It's it's pathetic, Neil. It's it is. Oh my God, watching it again and again is driving me mental. But Jack, so can I just ask? So for me, is the goalkeeper is the one that ball watches? He's got to ball watch because he's got to know the direction of the balls. So the goalkeeper's job is to ball watch. Defenders have also got to be aware of the players around them, and all of them are sitting there looking in the sky, watching the fucking ball. I'm sorry to swear again. But it drives me mad. What have we learned? Nothing. I think you're right. I think we're actually worse than we were under Wenger in his final years because I do not ever remember us having one plus goal advantage mm-hmm. after the, this many games. At least. It's, 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 it's disgusting, especially when you think of the forward and attacking lineup we've got. And we've got a one plus goal advantage. Yeah. And that, and, and that is because of the f- stupid goals we keep letting yeah. in. At least at least at at the end of Wenger's term, when we scored goals we looked good. You know what I mean? Like we were entertaining mm. football when we weren't being terrible on defense. Now we're just terrible on defense and then we don't really do much. We have, you know, a little bit of a little bit of nice passing that goes nowhere and then concede the ball. I feel like I don't it's you ever heard of the term that luck is the residue of design? And I feel like every other team always just gets like 50-50 balls go their way or just, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like little, like every header goes their way or every, every yeah. you know, deflected pass goes their way. And I feel like, is that residue of design? You know what I mean? Is that like, are we, it's, what is wrong with this team? I mean, I feel like sometimes... Sometimes you know our players have brilliant passes. Like I think Sabios, you know, has has excellent vision. But then mm. we'll just pass the ball out of bounds, or we'll just pass the ball direct, directly to an opposing player. And I just don't understand. Like, like you said, I think there's no Jack, fluidity. Said, there's no fluidity. Is but there? I think Jackie no Jack even said like, what is what are they doing when they're when they're practicing defensive? plays you know like like i don't even know if they do it doesn't make any sense like how are we getting worse and worse and worse on defense well it just doesn't make any sense you know i think you know you said the wenger rain i I actually think we were better last year under emery at this point and i'm not i agree as well i'm not just taking into account the 22 game i just think footballing wise we were better a lot a lot of people brought up i've got liverpool fans they're they're funny lot you know bless them you know mentally challenged but they um they brought up, you know, my Emery things when Emery was appointed. And I stand by it with Emery. I, I think, you know, when you look at what he's done, I don't think it was a, I don't think on paper it's a bad appointment. I'm not, I'm not even blaming the board for making the appointment. It was an experienced appointment. Um, I don't think any of us were really aware of what he played like in his football. You know, obviously we didn't know too much about him, but looking at his career, um, you know, he's certainly been some successes there, and you can understand the appointment. But I think we've been worse. And some of the big differences, Neil, one of the big differences is Torreira is a complete absentee from the first team. That, I mean, the, he, he was not at this stage last season, right? He came into the team. He had a first few games off because of the World Cup, but he came into the team. And that, that that's the real thing that bugs me. I mean, a lot of people, there's a lot of talk, um, Neil, about Ozil, and there's a lot of talk in the media. You know, Ozil's been coming out and speaking about how he's ready to play and then Emery comes back with oh yeah he's doing better in training a lot of cat and mouse PR talk you know we, we all know the real deal here and and, and that he's out of favour and they'd rather get rid of him etc etc but 
that, that that's not my big issue. What my big issue is, I think he's playing favourites in a position of the field that we've not seen any sort of connectivity all season. Um, he's playing favourites with his with his favourite young boy, uh, Gwen Doozy, who I think has been very good this season, but not is not is not without his faults, but he's learning, um, and he's obviously playing favourites with Shaka. So there's there's a one one of the big big areas where I think we've got weaker because I think mid, in midfield is is my biggest concern but um I just I just so frustrated um watching the game again today and I, I think we all knew what was what was coming today we just didn't want to sort of admit it we hoped the lineup might change something and when we saw that um Neil Willett came off at half-time um, for Ceballos. I thought it was the wrong move, personally. I didn't think he was fantastic, Willett, in the first half. I felt he was on the fringes no, a little bit. But then who but, was. Um, yeah, exactly who was. Um, but I, feel, I do feel he... Not that I saw it today, but I feel he provides us a good drive and energy going forward. Yeah, transition yeah, wise. Yes. He's important in the way that Emery sort of wants to set up away from home. And I, I like Tobias a lot. I didn't think he was great either when he came on and played some nice passes, tried to dictate yeah. the play. It was all one way traffic in a way, wasn't it, in the second half? But mm. we didn't, we never really threatened too much, did no, we? Nothing. Really? A lot of. Lot of possession, lot of lot of. Look, we did have a lot of possession. The stats don't lie, but we just couldn't create anything, and that's our problem. We just can't create because I I, I agree with you. you had a re- I think you've made a really good point with Torreira because last season we were better. We were better to tw- the twenty to forget the twenty two games. You're right, but we were we were a lot better. I thought we were more enterprising. We we looked at Torreira and thought we have found. One of the players we were talking about it on the podcast, Jack. Oh, not the podcast. On on, on WhatsApp, we weren't podding last year, last season. We were talking about it amongst ourselves, saying that we found one of the missing players we've been searching for for a long time in that midfield, and that player is Torreira. And um, and I think I think it's he's fallen out of favour for whatever reason. And I know you. Um, um, Emphasise the fact that the Wenger, uh, sorry, not Wenger, Emery likes stature in players, and, and obviously Torreira hasn't got that stature. But what Torreira, Torreira offers is that tenacity and and that almost that um, that 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 almost he's, he's a baller. He'll he'll he'll, he'll, he'll keep annoying all the defenders and, and the attackers and any player of the opposition. He'll always be on there. He'll be on them. He'll be working hard. He'll be trying to get the ball back. He'll be trying to create something. He'll be trying to drive something forward. He does everything that Shaka doesn't do. And I'm sorry, I know I keep going on about Shaka, but I'm going to keep on going on about Shaka until the gets out of our team. Mm-hmm. I don't like him. And, and, and I think he, he is everything that Arsenal shouldn't be. He's everything that Arsenal shouldn't be. He should be playing in a league which is far more slow and suited to his style of play. play. He's, he's, he's just not good enough for this for this league let alone Arsenal Football Club for me in my opinion um, he's just the wrong style of player and I think Torreira is the right style of player I think he would complement our midfield much better because um, like you guys have said Guendouzi and Xhaka are very similar in, 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 in the way that they, they move I guess and, and, and uh, uh, they t- tend to get better as the game goes along if, if you can see it that way but when the opposition might be tiring um, because of, because of the way that they play, but you can't have two of them in the same team for me. So I think it's got to be Guendouzi's far better player uh, than Jacker is in my opinion. So I think you've got to have Guendouzi, and you've got to have Torreira, and and then one of Sabayas, Willock, Ozil, whoever it might be. But I just I just feel that that's the problem. And when you've got someone like Jacker in the team, I think it's infectious because he's supposed to be our captain and he's supposed to be our leader. And, and I just think this thing about what a few games ago when he was happy with the point 
can't remember that was it. You know, when he was he was happy that oh we've come away with a point. I'm now wondering whether that's the coming from the manager. So if the manager seems to be playing for a draw, then obviously it's going to sp- that that that, that mentality is going to spill onto all his players. Mm. You know, I just, I just I just I just I just think it's the setup is wrong. Mm. Jack. He's a coward. He's, we, he's we, a coward. We, we we don't do it in this in the with the, with the with the second team, Mm-mm. and it works with the second team. And I don't care. I know we're playing different types of opposition. Not, they may not be as strong as what we play in the Premiership. But I'm sorry, if, you, if that style of play is working for that team, why can't we employ it in the senior team? Or at least try it once. I, I don't get it. Sorry. Mm. It's ridiculous. Yeah, um, and we're not going to see that, like we said, we're not going to see that change. It's going to have to be forced. It's going to have to be forced by default, by suspension, by injury, for him to see to see that again. He's, he's blind to it. He's blind to it because there's been huge errors from the, the defensively from the midfield already this season. And, and, and Emery's come out and said as much, you know, he's, he's, he's backed him and backed him and backed him. And um, that, I, I don't like that. I, I felt last season I was quite understanding of the changes that he made to the team I was understanding when he dropped Ozil I was even understanding at the start of the season when he dropped Ramsey because Ramsey I thought was very poor at the start of the season um, last season so I was understanding of all that but it, it's changed for me a lot now this season and um, I've started to see it in a different light I think we've all started to judge him a little bit more and I think all three of us here I'm just getting the feeling that we obviously don't really believe Unai Emery is going to be the man to take Arsenal forward um, and not to I don't like to be like you know a podcast and start saying you know you got to sack the guy or whatever but at what point if you know the tr- if you know he's not the man to take us forward and you don't see this progressive style of football that we're looking for and if you're not seeing the performance it's only a matter of time before these results everyone was going before this game we're third we've only lost one game I was like you're not seeing the big picture here you're not seeing it at all now we're down to fifth and with a plus one goal difference now what are you saying do you see how quickly it changes there um, that's why the the position isn't important after seven or eight games. I think Sheffield United are one point off us, or two or three points off us now, or whatever it is. You know, it's, how do you judge that? But what point do we... Because it is a sensitive point. What point do you change it? You can't wait too long, because we're not going to get top four if we can't win a game away from home, are we, Anthony? No, we're, we're not going to if we can't do that. Um <laughs> It's it's a tough call because I'm not unless we absolutely you know just completely crater and and just can't even get a point in the next you know several fixtures. I don't think you sack him mid season. You know, obviously, if everything is just absolutely awful, uh, and I know we, you know we're kind of saying today it was awful, but I mean if ever if it's this bad consecutively, then I think we we got to start really. Const- I mean, obviously we have no say in it, but you know the the board you would think would start having serious considerations for do we, you know, do we dismiss uh, Emery, you know, early. But I, I just don't see, unless he turns this ship around, I don't see him coming back next season. And I don't really know who even is really available to maybe come in. I mean, unless we're going to go with Lundberg, um, which I'm fine with, but I, I don't know if that's what the club is going to do. It, it just feels like Emery's kind of a filler manager. You know, he, he's playing this style of football that really almost comes across as like he doesn't think we have the ability to, to play, you know, flowing football. I don't know if that's just his preferred 
you know, playing style. I don't know why it would be because, uh, you know, we're like we're Arsenal Football Club. We're not like Burnley. I don't understand why we're trying to play this, um, you know, the way that we are. But I don't know. He, he just comes across as like a filler manager to me. I mean, do you disagree? No, he, he plays like a mid-table, um, mid-table manager uh, away from home. I think, and I, I, I do agree. I mean, I, I was positive about Emery, but I was also not willing to judge him last season because I think taking over from your greatest ever manager that's been there for twenty-two years and basically runs the club. Oh, um, I was the same way. Trust me. I, I yeah, wanted, and I, 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 I think that's right. I think that's I still right. Want to support him, mm-hmm. but I mean, we've had a lot of evidence this season so far. It's not like we're only you know two three matches in now. Where no. you know. Uh, you know we're uh, you know a good chunk into the season we and I, I tweeted earlier today you know what is our identity we're this far into the season we don't know our I don't what what our identity is excuse me sorry it's late um I mean <laughs> Mesa Urzel he's just nowhere to be found we don't know what's going on with him he's you know uh, he's he was supposed to be one of our you know major players um we didn't have a captain named until you know you know almost as deep into the season we come off of a you know an international break looking like our players are tired and, and looking like they don't even really have any interest in bringing the ball up the field. It's just, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think it's, it's always going to be a difficult job to take over. And I, I do feel for him in a way, because I think it was a, a really, you know, so much change that went on in the club last year, um, you know, from top to bottom. And there was so much mess as well in terms of contracts and but it's but, one of those things where he didn't he tell the board to withdraw Ramsey's contract offer mm, well I don't think we fully know like the, the, I, don't, the I mean that's those that. are the rumors but right? that's, the, that's, the, that's the possible but it's one of those things on where yeah. he didn't give Ramsey really a chance before he seemingly decided he didn't see him in his future and then as the season progressed he real he realized that he did fit what he wanted to do but by that point he was really gone Mm, yeah, well, I think that's a hard one because Ramsey's contract was on on the on the table for you know towards the end a long, long time, and I think a lot of Ramsey um, lovers kind of. So, so I, I remember an interview of Ramsey pre-season, and he was very very blasé about the contract. Well, my my, my team's handling that. We'll see what happens. That kind of thing. Well, I don't and think I, he anticipated I, Arsenal withdrawing. No, I don't their think he did. Though. But he, that's probably what it was. He, he did sit on it for a very very long time. And well, he, um, I mean, he saw he saw Alexis and and Messet do, do that. Yeah, and it <laughs> worked out work for them. them. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and it, we're probably going to Alexis, but it worked for Rozo. Yeah, we're probably going to live to regret that one. But 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 um, you know the 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 Urzil contract types and the Mkhitaryan ones did Emery no favors. I think you know if the board and him decided to retract that, it's probably those deals that were put in place before he got there that caused that. You know, I mean, we we just couldn't afford another big contract. I presume at that point. But that's a, I don't that's know. a good point as well. Yeah, I, I I don't know. It's hard to say. But I mean, um, Neil, what, what, what do you think? Um, Anthony says you know you can't say in the season and I I, I agree I think it can be quite um, unless it's catastrophic then obviously we have to well, do yeah, do. yeah, I mean, if you look at it, never really worked out, did it with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? I mean, he's a terrible manager, but it never really worked out. He had a good start, and then it never really worked out. So it's not always the grass is greener. But you know, we can't afford this season to 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 slip by. We just can't. So I mean, if if when at what point do you decide to cut the cord? I personally after the Watford game, but really after our end to the Premier League last season, I had strong feelings that he wasn't 
the man to take us forward. But I wanted to give him a chance, you know, getting the new changes in over the summer. Watford really, really opened my eyes to the fact that we're not going to see anything different under this manager. Um, what about you, Neil? I I'm, I agree. I, I think um, when I saw when I when I when I heard that he's taken over, and we were all quite excited, mm-hmm. me included, very excited actually. I thought they've done they've done their homework on this manager, and, and he seems to have come across and, uh, and 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 given a good account of himself in the interview process. Um, very came across very meticulous. Um, he was very enthused on the touchline his first from the first game do you remember what did, we, we were what did James a, call a his his research his dossiers was that two episodes ago that he was talking yeah, about yeah that's right <laughs> that's it exactly and, and and you know we saw a lot of animation from him on the touchline when he started taking control of the team uh, and I, I loved that I said it's a complete chain turnaround a complete uh, uh, you know um, almost like a uh, 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 the extreme from what Wenger used to be, you know, Wenger used to sit there and we used to say, "Why aren't you getting up and being a little bit more animated and, and te- giving the players some direction?" Uh, Emery was doing it, t- doing it in abundance, and there was just so much that I, I I saw in him initially that I thought, "Yeah, this is the guy that's going to change things and change fortunes for for the club." And and we all gave him that first season. You know, I know it all petered out very very softly towards the end and we'd missed out on, on the Champions League spot which was almost there asked for the taking and throwing his eggs into one basket with the final the Europa Cup final which then turned out to be a catastrophe as well um, but even then we thought with the background changes and the backroom st- staff changes that they made in the summer um, even that was like encouraging we thought wow they're really setting this up well they're, they're they're, they're, they're doing it so that Embry just focuses on the pitch, which is what we always thought Wenger should go back to doing because he has too many responsibilities throughout the club of being in charge of so much that I think his, his emphasis of working, or his proper job, which is the players on the pitch, is being spread too thinly. And we thought that, look, he's, he's brought in Raul, he's got Edu in, he's got Lundberg in, all these fantastic changes uh, to his background staff that will help him and he can focus on the pitch. And, and I was very encouraged, Jack, you know, especially with the with the transfer window and the signings. And I thought, God, this is this is going to be a great season. You know, me always positive and 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 I thought, yeah, things are good, great things are gonna happen. We're definitely gonna to get top four. I was even starting top three a couple of podcasts ago. And all of a sudden, now I think you're right. You know, I was listening to you and I thought, no, don't be so negative, Jack. But you're right. It it's just petering out and and, and the and, and the and the the negatives and the weaknesses are blatant to see for everyone, especially away from home. You can't carry on throughout a season like we did last last time round. Where what was it? How many away wins did we get last season? It was just just bordering on the ridiculous. In the calendar year, it was one away win in the whole calendar year for that uh, for, for our season last year, last campaign. Um, and um, it's looking looking like the same thing again, uh, repeating itself. So. No change at all, and I think I think it's difficult, to, as you, you both both rightly said, to, to get rid of someone mid-season. But I think it should potentially be looked at um, if if there's a, a run of catastrophic results and we start losing consecutively, as Anthony suggested, it might be sometimes something that, that that might be really looked at as near as December. Mm. But I think we've got. I think I think I think realistically. 
he's got to stay till the end of the season and then I think we've got to make a change next summer mm. for me I don't even think I don't even think if there is that potential of, of extending his contract by one year or oh, there's rumours that direct, Ornstein's unless... tr- um, rumours came out with Ornstein that it was a three year deal recently well, didn't it I, 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 I don't know I mean I, I, I have no idea yeah I did see that as well what, where what the contract supposedly says, he, but... we don't have an out in two years right yeah. yeah, but but unless unless things turn around unbelievably for the good from now from from the next game onwards and we go on to win everything, and I can't see that happening. If it's going to stay in this same vein, I don't think it should be extended past next summer for me. It's got to be that's going to be the latest, and I think we've got to look at someone else. Yeah, um, the only other positive I can really think of. I mean, we certainly had a lot of the ball in the. I, I agree with that as well, um, Neil. I, I agree with both of you in the sense that I think it's. I mean, I, I I personally am pretty adamant that he's not the, the guy, but I'm also very wary of the the sacking of of the middle of the season because yeah, exactly I, I, you know it, it's not it's not always easy for a new manager to come in, and when we are not going to go out and get a big name in the middle of the season, if we did, no. it's more likely that a Freddie Lundberg, I think, takes over because they're going to go. They're, yeah. they're just not they, they they wouldn't have planned for it, so. Um, I, I, you know, and that's hard. I mean, the, the people have sung his praises this week, Freddie Lundberg. He got booked down the sidelines. That was the best part of the game. Um, um, mm-hmm. But you know, you, you've had Willock coming out saying he calls him after every game, and and you know all these Eddie and Ketia and all these youngsters saying it's they're just doing. He's doing huge things for him, and it, it is fantastic to see. But obviously, managing a side is is very very different and we, and we don't know we hear great things but we don't know so I think there's a there's a there's a risk with it as well and the time of it of it has to be wrong right the only time if we are truly out or getting close to being out of the top four race I think you have to then uh, because I just think um, you can't afford to let the season slip but as long as we're in contention I think I th- I think they they probably are going to have to stick with him um which is yeah 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 so um boys I mean other, other than that um, the other only other positive I want to touch on Anthony uh, I felt was um he sub jacker finally um he took him off I, I Neil text but I was like that is it so he probably came on for 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 Saka or Pepe the the positive well I, I couldn't believe he subbed Pepe I didn't think he looked tired I thought he looked a lot better than Saka today I thought Saka was was a little bit quiet um, which is understandable you know but um, um, I, I I would never Pepe was by far our best player on the pitch we're trying to get a goal he's been our biggest threat he missed missed a chance missed another one and just went wide he literally I, I thought Aubameyang was pretty poor Only, you know his service was poor but I thought when he got the ball he was pretty poor in fact I think it will do him a huge favour to bring Lacazette back in at this point and put him out wide for a game maybe against Palace and just, just to mix it up a little bit we put him far too too much on Aubameyang's shoulders to bail us out every single game but um, not that he's not capable. But um, I, th- I couldn't believe he took that. But 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 Lacker came on. It, is that can we can we hope that's a sign of something, Anthony? I don't know. I don't if know. We, if we turned the game around, we could have, but we didn't, did we? Well, right, exactly. It's I don't know because how how often is he actually gonna do that again? You know, because Jacques is not gonna get dropped. You know. So, how often is he actually going to sub him off? I mean, you you would think Lacazette's just going to start going forward, and which probably means that Saka's probably going to uh, get dropped. You would think because I I doubt 
Pepe is going to get dropped, especially because, like you said, I thought he played very well today too. I mean, obviously, the missed uh, the missed goal opportunity aside, I thought he played very well. I I don't know. I mean, what's the one to one player sub for for Zaka? Is just Torreira, but he doesn't ever want to play Torreira. Why we don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I yeah. honest, I'm going to be honest. I missed Jaka getting subbed because I was at work during the game, and it was you know one, one of the brief moments I had to pause it and, and look away. So I didn't even see him come off. I just saw Lacazette came on. Best moment in the game. <laughs> yeah, I just watched it. Lacazette's praying, right? He's praying on the sidelines, and I, I think he's That's I right. think he's praying for Lacazette. Yeah, I, no, I saw Lacazette warm up, but I didn't. I just didn't see the actual substitution. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I thought that was a little bit of a positive. I mean, I don't I don't know what formation we were playing in the last twenty minutes. He had Lacazette. Aubameyang well, that's what I was saying Saka. before is I just don't know what our identity is, is are we are we a counter-attacking team because that's what he seems to want to do but then we I, I, I don't know his intention away from home is to be a transitional side to sit deep to allow the other team ball and then but break. why? With all the money we why? have invested why? in defensive players, because he's too why? he's too conservative. He believes. I genuinely believe he believes. Win your home games, draw your away games, and if yes. if you grab a win, great. If you grab a win, great. And I think the first goal is is because if you watch, there's such a difference in the way we play from from if 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 the other team scores first, we start controlling possession again. We start pushing up the field, you know, ten fifteen yards. Everyone defence to, uh, to attack. Otherwise, he sits back. He's very conservative. He relies on fast transition, which we haven't perfected at all. Um, and we, I don't, I don't believe we've, we've really shown signs of doing that on a regular basis. You know what I mean? I mean, we we had what one one moment today with Pepe. We had a couple away at Liverpool. Maybe we were a little bit unlucky. But it's too too much has to fall into place for those moves to hit. Do you know what I mean? It's all relying on individual quality to start those moves. Pepe. To the reason that move started today was because. Pepe did about three players and then we were on our way. Xhaka did his best to slow it down again, the little twat. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and but that, that's what it, because we, we sit so deep, there's so much pressure upon us. We don't have this, we have this silly little midfield pivot in Gwenduzi and Xhaka that, and it's not press resistance whatsoever. So you require the, the, the more technically gifted and faster moving players like Pepe, like Lacazette to drop deeper, to try to build play. It's, um, it's 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 a really odd way of playing football. I, I don't understand it, but it's the way he plays, and he's not going to change it. This isn't a this isn't a Frank Lampard, you know, just retired new manager coming in that's still learning and adjusting. This is a guy that's managed seven, six, seven top clubs. He's not going to change it. He's not going to adapt. Lots of stuff that I'm seeing is, you know, fans saying, I want to see Emery uh, play different, you know, adapt and, and play different progressive football. He's not going to do it. It doesn't matter who we play. He's what not going to change. What I don't get change. is, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I, I just need to ask because I just genuinely don't know because I don't watch League One. Um, that, that's the that's the, the, the French League, right? Mm-hmm. The, did, did he play this style with well, PSG with all those players? Like, I just don't understand. I spoke to a few PSG fans that, that, that actually live out there, and I was like, I asked them that specific question, and they said they did feel he was, a, he was pretty conservative away from home, but they said, to be honest, you know, the, the, the opposition is so relatively poor in League One, and the front three was so good, you know, Neymar, Mbappe, and Cavani, you know, he, they, they, 
they they got them out of jail. But what we're dealing with here is is a team that's still developing players that are new or or young like Saka and Pepe still coming in, still developing, and you're you're relying on our our counter attacks being pinpoint perfect and they're not going to be so if you're not going to dominate the ball and perform you're going to concede a lot of chances you know unless you're really defensively sound so it seems really odd to go we're going to withstand pressure and break because we've shown no signs of withstanding any pressure we've shown no signs of it so why would you do the first part Exactly, yeah. and even touching on that again, we 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 were lucky. There was a couple of times we were we were trying to play out the back yesterday, and we almost got caught out. Yeah. And he's still, you know, you think at one point that it's not working. It's not working because they're they're dangerous. They're pressing us for you know pressing us um, um, on that high press and and and, and pressurising us. And we've almost got caught out again. There was one glaring moment. I thought, oh, my God, you're going to mess this up. And we were lucky to get away with it. And you just think, stop doing that. We're going to concede another goal and that'll be it. Um, at least at 1-0, we still got a glimmer of hope. But if we went 2-0 down, that would have been it. It would have been all over, for, you know, quite early on in the game, I feel. Because where was that, even with that one goal coming from, from our end? So even even that, you think that... This thing where we play it from the back, if it's not going to work against certain teams, don't employ it. What? What? Can, why can't you see that as a manager? Don't do it. You know, just tell the players this is something that's not going to work in this game against this kind of opposition away from home. On one hand, he wants to be conservative, but yet he wants to try and do all this lovely, f- fancy football from the back. It, it, nothing makes sense, Jack. You know, you you said earlier that you know you know we, we, almost, we can't be compared to a team like Burnley for God's sake. But at least Burnley have got an identity. Which, as, as Anthony's saying, we, what what do we play every every game? It's different and it doesn't work. It's just stupid. Mm. I, I don't get it. It's weird. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to tra- specifically away from home. I, I I just don't think it's going to change. I'm not even certain personnel is going to. Gonna, gonna, gonna massively, massively help. I hope it does, like you boys. I mean, you know, you, you know, you look at it on paper. You got your, your best player in Lacazette out, um, Tierney. You, your best two fullbacks out, and and probably one of your best centre backs, if not your best centre back, out. So no team could could deal with that. So there is, a, like you boys said, there is a chance that that can definitely improve us. But he has to stop playing one or two of them for starters, and. Um, there's no bigger evidence than than this game once again, but I, I, he's been blinded by it all season, so I'm not convinced he's going to change it. I don't really want to do predictions for the midweek Europa game, other than I think we can all predict that Urzil will probably captain the side. That Europa League is not ready for the boy to return. He is going to be unbelievable, isn't he, in midweek? Bezer Urzil. <laughs> um, but I don't really, it's not that I don't, well, it is that I don't care, so I'm not going to talk about that game. Let's just do predictions for um, Palace. They are I think we're fifth or sixth, something like that. So, um, and Palace are a, a dangerous team away from home. We've seen that um, last season, and we've seen it against um, sides this season as well. So, um, Anthony, what's your prediction for for Palace? We've got to win, mate. Oh, we do have to win. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say we're gonna win, but it's gonna be like a real gritty, like 80th minute goal. Yeah, that sounds it's gonna, about right. It's gonna be one 0 and it's going to be sweaty. It's going to be like six minutes stoppage time, and we're mm-hmm. going to be, you know, crapping our pants the whole time. Yeah, thinking yeah, we're going to yeah. concede. Yeah. But it's, I, I'm going to give us. I'm going to give us a one 0 win. I'll take An it ugly, all day. ugly, ugly one 0 win. We all know it's ugly. Absolutely, one 0 win. Um, Neil, what about you? What was your score? Who scores it? Pepe, right? Mm, 
No, I'm going to say I'm going uh, I'm going to say Saka is going to score. Ooh. All right. He's not going to want to he's for either Lacazette's not going to play or he's going to get subbed and I think Saka is going to score. Nice. Um Neil, hopefully some of the boys in midweek um do a job, don't use up too much energy and then get to play on on Sunday. I think it's unlikely, but um what do you think for Palace at home passive game mate, especially after today even bigger? <laughs> If we play my man, Xhaka, Socrates and Kolasovac, we're going to lose 2-1. Yeah, if we play we Tierney, if we play Tierney, Holding and Torreira, we'll win 4-3. So I'm joking. No, if, if, we, if we play them, if we play the players that we should be playing, I don't think we'll have any problems. And I, I actually, um, I think Lacazette will score. He'll, he will play, he will feature yeah, and he will score. And I, and I think, and he'll, and he'll, and he'll, he'll score for me. So I think it depends on the personnel because Palace are a, a good team, and they, they, you know, they, they, you know, back in the day we wouldn't, I wouldn't even be thinking about losing against Palace. It would always be a win, you know, without question. Now it's completely changed. They're a, they're a good outfit, and I'm, I'm, I'm quite fearful for the game to be honest. If he plays the players, which I've, I've just mentioned, I think we're going to struggle mm. against them. I think we'd be lucky to get a draw. But if he plays the players, I think we sh- should be employing in, in, in playing them to their strengths. Then I think we'll win, and I think Lacazette will score. So that's my prediction. Yeah, I think you'll see Lacazette on Thursday, maybe for sixty minutes, and um, he's a, he's the best player we've got. Uh, to be honest, I still think that. And um, last season, uh, you know, it. I'm you know I'm with you on that. Yeah, he's fantastic, mate. I just I'm just you know what it's, the football's so poor. Like even when I was watching the game today, it was so poor. I just wanted to see Pepe get the ball again. I was like, just give him the ball again. Let's have a look what he does this time because the football was so Do poor. Sorry, I thought Chambers was all right actually today again. He was all right. Yeah, um, I thought Chambers played really well. Chambers. Yeah. yeah, he was good. Yeah. I, th- I, I really liked Chambers, but I think there was just too much pressure on him. But I, I just think, I think you know what? The other good thing about Lacazette, the other positive, I think he'll bring out more more of Pepe as well. Mm. I just think he, with with Lacazette, up. Yeah. I think Pepe 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 will get better. Yeah. So that's a really good positive. Actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think um, I really hope we see sixty minutes of him. Maybe Martinelli, maybe on the wing, um, because obviously mm. you know Nelson is injured. I think you'll probably see Smith Rowe, people like that. I'm, I'm more excited to watch midweek games than than. So you know, I mean, at least we're going to say it, but yeah, agree. yeah, because at least we're going to watch um, you know the players that should be playing basically, and then but we'll I win also... it. We'll, we'll win that game. We'll win that game as well. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it'd be nice to wrap that group up early, wouldn't it? And just play, you mm. know. For Forget about the last two group games. If we win that one, we're basically through. So just forget about um, forget about it a little bit and get I don't know get some rest somewhere. We've, we we I mean we're still in the top four race. It's not you know it's not all doom and gloom, but there's other teams that are starting to put together some form. Leicester, Chelsea, um, they're starting to put together Chelsea, some form. Yeah. They're yeah. playing better football they than were. we are. Yeah. No, it's not doom and gloom. Can I just say? But I think you're. It's it's not about where we are. It's the way we're yeah, playing. That's the, the problem. Playing. It's the performances. Yeah, I agree. It's a, that's what frustrates me as well. If you're seeing signs, you're more encouraged, aren't you? You know, it's not all. We, we're not always looking at the result. Of course, we're not. But but we're not seeing we're not seeing signs in either area, are we? So so it's, no. that's what's concerning for. But we'll be back. Um, we will be back after the Palace game. We probably won't do a review after midweek, um, unless. Uh, that Ozil does one of his little dink shots, you know, against the ground. Then I'll come on and chat about that for a little bit. Um, if that's if he's still in London, he might he might have gone away on holiday or something. You think, um, he's, in, you think he's in DC already? Yeah, it could be. It could well be, mate. I don't know. I think he's just playing Fortnite until they call him up to come into training. To be honest, but um, <laughs> but yeah, no, he does what he likes. He does whatever he wants. Then he um, 
But um, okay, it's ridiculous. Um, but I don't know why I ate Moyes fanboys or Jackers. They both drive me absolutely mental. Um, but it's all good. It's all good. All right, boys. Well, that was great. Um, I'll, I'll let you go. Um, I'm the Arsenal. Got to keep the faith. We're gonna come on, you guys. Come on, you guys.